Ranger, Barbarian, Magician, Thief, Cavalier, and Acrobat. Avenger, the force of evil. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. I do not think that many parents are aware of what's inside the game. In fact, in my presentation, I show many pictures from the inside of the books just to show the images of this game. I yes. mean, the gruesomeness of this game and the occult link to it. Well, I know that when uh, I did my message, and this has happened, I have letter after letter where people took the pieces. Now, there's sixes involved in the pieces of the game, but they yes. take the pieces of the game, they would throw them in the incinerator or the fireplace, and screams would come out because there seemed to be some kind of spiritual forces inhabiting those pieces, and children would drop out of life. They didn't want to study anymore. Uh, what, what are the pieces, for instance? Well, this game affects the most intelligent of our children. And the pieces include white witches, wizards, necromancers, the, the clerics, that type of thing. It includes evil wizards. It's a white versus black witchcraft. The good versus evil is white versus black witchcraft. And Anton LaVey, the writer of the Satanist Bible, says there is no such thing as white witchcraft. Well, being a Satan worshiper, he should know. Yeah, so let's make this not a very long episode, just because it's just a cool... We'll see, there's lots to talk about. Well, I don't think we're, we're not going to go through the. It's the whole point of the cartoon wasn't to talk about the cartoon. It's to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, which is awesome. Which is the coolest thing ever. Not actually, but it's pretty cool. I, I, I like to say I like it, but I've never actually played it. I remember when we first started this, and you were like, "I'll never play live," but I, I actually think it's something you would enjoy. I actually think you would be a. I, you, over time, you'd be a fantastic dungeon master. I think your problem, if you were like, "I'm going to do," it, you would overdo it now. And you'd get too caught up in the details, because that's Farron. Yeah. Wow. And and unfortunately, I've been in those campaigns, and yeah. they get a little bit lame for well, the players. Well, I want to be a dungeon master. Like, I have of course you dungeon do. master's guide. Yeah. But my plan will always be, like, one sit, one seat, one sitting adventures. Yeah. Like a, like a one-off. Yeah. Something we could do in a pub. That's actually why I'm designing the library the way I am, so that you'll become more familiar with this really cool-looking diorama, and I'm working hard to make it really cool. But you can do it in one setting, but every time you do it, you learn a little bit more of the story of this place until the end you can solve the riddle. Right. So, but the problem is I don't know the rules at all. So I almost need like a secondary dungeon master to sit behind me with the... Well, you just need to play some live with good yeah. dungeon masters and just get the things you like, the things you didn't like, yeah. and go from there. Like I've been in hack and slash campaigns, which is fun for a little while but then it gets lame yeah there needs to fighting. be good storyline too well that's you've met me right so right yeah. and but it can't be too much storyline it's got to be like there's a balance yeah, and, and that's, and that's why what my brother for. does well is yeah. he he has a pretty good imagination as far mm. as this goes um he's pretty intelligent and then he also likes a little bit of the fighting and which yeah. makes it kind of cool but yeah well tiffany of course who did rope with me she wants to do she wants to be a dm so we're gonna Cool. Shot with her, and, and there's that game. I think I shot, you saw you saw the video for Tailspire, right? That video game. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. So I bought into that. That's what got me into all. It's like I. Okay, we gotta close that. Um, you know, that's what got me into the idea of let's do. You know, I, it's time for me to learn Dungeons and Dragons. So. How have you not discovered Dungeons and Dragons? I'm so disappointed. Well, it's, it's not that I have. It's not that I haven't discovered it. You know what I mean? What's wrong? Though? 
You don't want to raise that? Nope. Okay. Uh, so we're good. So I thought just what we would do is like we just, you know, I mean, obviously I'll give the stats on the episode just to be fair, but it's really not about the episode. It's really about sort of 80s and D&D and the fact that so many of those, you think about Dungeons, uh, you think about Dungeons and Dragons and how many movies we've done that have actually influenced it, including the Dungeon Master, but you know, it's, it's just sort of a fun bonus episode. So I'm not, I don't know how long it'll last, but uh, let's gun for, let's gun for half an hour. Doesn't mean we're going to get there, but let's give it a shot. I can talk for longer than that if you want me to. I could talk for six hours, but we're not going to do that. Awesome. Let's make this like a three-hour episode. Yeah, the, bon- <laughs> the, the, the bonus, bonus episode. episode. Yeah, twenty twenty <laughs> minute cartoon. Twenty-minute cartoon, and that's where we lose all of our subscribers now. Welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies, or cartoons, or games, that we thought were cool. I'm your host, Farron, and today I'm joined again by Raimi. Hello. And Heather. Hello. So, this is kind of a neat little bonus episode. It's also the first time we've been together since Dungeon Master. When was that? Or Dun- yeah, Dungeon Master. When was that? A year ago, maybe? Oh, God, no. No. Spring? Was... was it May? April, May? April, something like that? Been a while. Turns out it's been two years since we've been doing this. Yeah, today is the the two-year anniversary of our first recording where we did Top Gun the first time. (laughs) Twice because the audio cut out halfway through. We we didn't miss that much of it, though. Yeah, but that that whole recording was a shit show. And then we did Taps, and then we did Commando. We're better at it this time. This is going to be, like, episode... I mean, I'm not sure what order we're doing them in, but this is the 40th episode we've recorded, and that doesn't include the Top Gun that we spiked. And the uh, the Gods Must Be Crazy episode that went nowhere. And the G.I. Joe episode I recorded. But you should still watch Gods Must Be Crazy because it is a... Oh, well, it's a good movie. It's pretty just, good flick. We just didn't have a lot to talk about. We didn't have a lot to talk about. Coke yeah. Bottle Falls Out of the Sky. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's a good film. I don't know. I it, liked was, it. it was. So, I still liked it. That was the day we also did um, Crocodile Dundee, which we still didn't have a ton to talk about, but it, it turned out like an okay episode. Yeah, so. true. So uh, we watched a cartoon this time. We watched uh, the pilot for the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon called The Night of No Tomorrow. Uh, it premiered on the 17th of September 19... Yeah, 17th of September 1983. They did 27 episodes. They, they dragged it over three years, which was kind of common. Like, G.I. Joe, technically season one, has got like 50 episodes in it, which obviously they didn't do in one year. They dragged it out over a bunch. Because that's just the way you do it. You, you, you bring in the voice actors, you do a ton of this stuff, and then you send them on their way. Spoiler alert. Do they ever get home? They, they do. Cool. Um, the last episode was written. It's called Requiem, but it was never even storyboarded. Oh. Because they just ran out of money, and that was just... Because they knew when they finished the end of it, they would, there wouldn't be more. But they wrote the episode. It's called Requiem, and I've seen it. Some theater group, uh, like, a radio, uh, like a radio play group in, I think, L.A., paid a guy to draw it out like a comic book, and then they voiced the actors. Including one... I think the woman who did Diane, who was a kid when this came out, Diane or one of the girls. Anyway, I think the thief actually. She actually did her voice. And so you actually get to see a resolution that 
Venger is in fact the Dungeon Master's son. And that's why he's been dragging these people to this realm, to find a way to free Venger from whatever curse he's in. And it ends with Venger turning good again and then dying. So a very Return of the Jedi-ish um, <laughs> sort of thing. It, it's not bad. I mean, they did a pretty good job of it. I think you can find it on YouTube. Oh, cool. Um, it, it, it was pretty neat, but they didn't make that until I think six or seven years ago. And it's because the, the screenwriter sort of, you know, dug, you know, dug into his archives and came across the script and said, someone should do this. Whoa, closure. Yeah, no kidding. Right? <laughs> but, I mean, you think about it, I mean, how many cartoons did you ever see that thought about closure? None. Never. None. Zero. Yeah, none. Yeah. yeah. But in true fashion of Dungeons & Dragons, you ultimately have to have that finality because the whole point of the game is to solve the riddle or accomplish the... Or get the loot or yeah. slay the so dragon or... Yeah. Not having closure for 30 years... I'm sure someone out there was was yeah. wringing their hands, but white room probably padded white room waiting for that episode to come out. I mean, I liked it, but not that much. I, <laughs> uh, it was the old school cartoon watching, though, right? Yeah. If you caught it, awesome. Otherwise, it was on once on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, it, I think kids these days, kids these days, says the you know, the forty four year old. Get off my lawn! Get off my lawn! Yeah, you know they're used to streaming everything. Well, yeah, they want, they get. That's yeah. the whole world we like, live in. If now. they put Dungeons and Dragons out, and it's, I'm always surprised that they haven't dug up this cartoon because it's out on DVD. That's how I have it. It's out on DVD, but I'm, I'm always surprised that Netflix doesn't scoop something like this. Because if you want to watch, if like, like you joked, let's watch all 27 episodes. You could, like right. you know, uh, Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. I went through all 10 episodes in two days. And in the 80s, that was an option. It was every. Saturday or whenever yeah, it and showed. you missed it, you missed it. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. But just... Saturday was a bigger deal. Like, Saturday cartoons for kids our age, you almost missed, I think, you, you, you missed the early 80s, which I think we, was... We were, like, growing up, I remember Transformers watched a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Watched uh, a little bit of G.I. Joe, yeah. but the big one for us was, like, Looney Tunes and the... And the... those are from the... You know the funny thing about Looney Tunes is those weren't made for TV. They were made for Saturday morning matinees at the movie theater. That's why they're all 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. The same as the old movie serials like The Shadow or, or Buck Rogers or The Lone Ranger, where they would make like a 12-hour movie and cut it up into 30-minute pieces, and every Saturday you'd go to the theater and you'd watch them. That's, by the way, why they have the crawl of text at the beginning of them, because not every kid could go every... Oh, you had to get caught up. You had to get caught up. That's what, I mean, that's what Star Wars was in, and Indiana Jones were intended to be, sort of big theater productions of these... Saturday morning matinees, but then in the seven, into the, starting in the sixties, they had like you know cartoon Saturdays. Like I don't know what you guys were doing on Saturday morning, but my ass was parked in front of a television. Well, yeah, and the good thing about it, it was always on cable. So we, we didn't have cable growing up, being yeah. so it was always on Peasant Vision, which yeah. is today Peasant Vision is three hundred eighty seven channels. channels. Yeah, Peasant yeah. Vision when I was a kid was three, three, three. Yeah. and then you could pick up the the Francophone channel. Yeah, well, which, three, well, three plus CBC. And then the Francophone channel, if you were lucky enough to have a good... Mm, yeah, three and... In, in, if you had a tinfoil hat. And, well, ABC, well, CBS, and NBC. a coat hanger. We a coat made, hanger and a tinfoil <laughs> hat, you could yeah. almost always pick <laughs> my, up... My youngest brother channel. was the coat hanger. We uh, we made him t- uh, touch the rabbit ears in the window. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> and then it worked better. So yeah, we, exactly. we always had cable, but still, all you got was the three... You, well, we you could get... Because we only had, like, 13 channels, right? Right. That was, so you had PBS. That was usually available. For us out of Spokane, that's where we get it here. ABC, NBC, CBS, the American stations, as long before Fox or any of that crap. Yeah. CBC, which was always Channel 6. And then if you're lucky, you could usually pick up the front, like uh, Radio Canada, the 
like French, French CBC or whatever. But it was. I mean, I don't know. I never watched that. My my so, grandpa watched a lot because yeah. he spoke fluent French. Okay, yeah. Same I way, so. we just sat there and we're like, Grandpa, can we change the channel? Like, <laughs> no. What is happening? So, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting when you think about cartoons and what this was in 27 yeah. episodes because a lot of the cartoons we watched stretch over three years. The Elmer Fudd and all that stuff. It yeah. was you watch the episode and it didn't matter if you missed one. You can oh, no, always just all, jump in and out. Yeah, because they were they were ten they, minute. Yeah, they hardly introduced new characters. They hardly there was no storyline in those at all. It was just duck season, duck season, duck season, rabbit season, duck season, <laughs> and yeah. Wiley Coyote. Oh yeah, oh, my, yeah. My, my favorite was always uh, Marvin the Martian. Oh yeah, you're oh, yeah. making me very angry. But yeah, I love I love that stuff. But this is from I, I would I would suggest well maybe it's just because we grew up with it the golden age of Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, absolutely. Where they had you know Transformers and GI Joe, which I adore. <laughs> Max, uh, two thousand year old mouse. mouse. That's from like the sixties. Rocket Robin Hood. Sixties. Was Kirby? Was Kirby in? No, no, no. Like Saturday mornings no. or was that? But uh, that's that's what that's what came on after the snow. Kirby. No. not uh, I'm way older than you. <laughs> no, no, Max. Yeah, yeah, Max. Yeah, like there was snow, then the test pattern, then then Max the mouse, and then and those are only and then five Rocket Robin Hood, and then the 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 real cartoons would start. Yeah, well, those are like Rocket and Robin Hood. By the way, those were made in Canada. Yeah, and so was Max. It's funny. It, it just occurred to me uh, the the theme song from Max, the two thousand year old mouse. Uh, Siskel and Ebert used it on their first show. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these shows from the sixties and seventies. Remember, Schoolhouse Rocks started in the seventies. Oh, yeah. There was those little five minute musical yeah. history or biology or science lessons that were made to go between the end of a show at 7:55 and the new, and the new cartoon at 8 o'clock. We can tell you had cable. What was the what was the creation of Dungeons ABC and Dragons? Um well I mean that's that's Gary Gygax. Late 70s late 70s? 70s yeah. There's all sorts of stories about who invented it. It's not just Gary Gygax. There's Well, it's there's such an evolution in that game. Yeah, Even well, today they're changing the Oh yeah, formats and Yeah, it's uh I mean it came from the 70s. It had already started to get its bad reputation because those weird kids. Well, were yeah, a lot of it's, <laughs> and I mean, that's what maybe I mean, that's one Guilty. of the reasons we should we're talking about we're doing this on a movie podcast because Dungeons and Dragons was a good and a terrible influence on movies in the eighties. I, I give you the Dungeon Master. You know? Yeah. Do you fancy music? Are there guys with big hats going to come out of the sky right now? What <laughs> the big hats in that yep. laneway in Dungeon Master? They got those big stupid. Well, that's, that, uh, was, uh, that was big that trouble was, in Little yeah. China. Oh, the the three storms. The three See, storms. we've done too many movies. They're all like <laughs> vlogging together to one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one. And it's funny. Like this the cartoon. Like even you said, you heard all the sound effects from GI Joe and Transformers. So they all and made it the same time. And yeah. He Man, Avenger. Uh, a kid looks like He Man. The, well, the, the barbarian. The barbarian yeah. looks exactly yeah. like He Man. It's all the same actors, like Peter Cullen, who plays Optimus Prime. He's still playing Optimus Prime in those awful Michael Bay movies. He was Venger here. Uh, Frank Welker, who played Megatron in the cartoon, still like one of my favorite cartoon characters. He here he was Tiamat and Uni the unicorn, who sounds like a goat, but whatever. So, what know, was he before they went into the? Did you see? When they got onto the roller coaster, Uni, was, yeah, Uni. he was just—he's he, he's just somebody's familiar. Oh, he wasn't like a dog up. or something. No, no, no they coaster. show him that no. he like they show in the in the original one where he sort of leaps into Bobby's hands. He was about to be dragon food. Yeah, that's really all it was. They actually give him an origin story. I think in the second or third oh, episode, yeah, right, they yeah. come across the other unicorns, the Valley of the Unicorns. I think. Huh. I think that may be the name of the episode. But obviously, this, you know, this was a cartoon. The funny thing is, at the time, there was a group called. Oh, what were they called? The National Coalition on Television Violence. Remember everyone freaking out in the 80s mm. about television violence? They freaked out that this that this cartoon was super violent. 
which I don't see because if you watch G.I. Joe or Transformers, they're way more violent. I didn't really find this violent, but no. I guess violent. They're we're kids, we're sort of a... Yeah, yeah these are, this is really a kitty cartoon. Yeah, and it's 2019, yeah. 2019 where violence is pretty prevalent in yeah. well, and, and media. Uh, G.I. Joe is adult soldiers. Yeah, I guess these, these are kids. These are characters. Bobby's about, what, like 10? 12? Yeah, yeah, and the others are teenagers. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Um, I think a lot of it, though, is it has to do with sort of the D&D panic of the 80s yeah. and the satanic panic of the 80s, which we could probably do hours on, but there was this bullshit idea that there were, like, Satanists out there abusing kids, and, of course, it's all bullshit, but people went to jail. But we um, we got into Dungeons & Dragons late 80s, probably. Yeah. My brother, my oldest brother... See, it had already passed at that point. Yeah, and had gotten into it, but there was a made-for-TV movie where this group of Dungeons & Dragons... Uh, are you, you thinking know, of the Tom Hanks movie? No, no. This okay. was like a made-for-TV movie, and it literally just bashed Dungeons and & Dragons, mm-hmm. and there ends up being the kid kills his parents, and they bring in this investigation, and yeah. and it's all about Dungeon... Oh, we, yeah. we took your Dungeon Handbook, and they read this line out of the Player's yeah. Handbook, which doesn't actually exist in the not. Player's Handbook, but yeah. they, they like Satanize yeah, Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. My mom was like beside herself, because we had just started playing it, and she's like... <laughs> Oh my God! What are you kids getting into? Um, and Come not here, mother. Not realizing yeah. that you know it really is a fantasy, very yeah. much an '80s style. Like you look at the way movies are built, and it's about this fantasy land where you go and become a hero, a hero, yeah. and and that's really what Dungeons and Dragons was about. Oh, totally! Like it was all bullshit. Like there's I had no a Tom in killing anybody. There's a Tom Hanks movie called Mazes and Monsters. Really subtle. But it's based sort of on a true story about this kid who had clearly some serious behavioral issues. And he became a DM and he based his, the, 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 I guess the adventure he was leading these other college students through, because it'll shock you to hear that college students play a lot of D&D. Uh, he based it on the steam tunnels underneath his, co- his college. But he wound up getting lost in them and he took his own life. And of course, everyone screamed, well, it must have been Dungeons and Dragons. Just like after Columbine, uh, that tragedy, oh, they played Doom. They must have learned to shoot on Doom. Oh, it's all video it's, games, It's all yeah. bullshit. I've played um, a lot of video games. I've played a lot of violent video games. I've watched a lot of violent You never movies. felt the need to shoot anyone? Uh, in my life, out. I've maybe thrown 10 punches in my life, and that was mostly in high school, <laughs> and it was a... That. It was a fight. Yeah, but you were picked on in high school. You yeah. were tougher than we were. Yeah. <laughs> so you were way tougher than we um, were. So, like, it, it's funny because... It, relating everything back to video games and what we're watching and what yeah. we're playing, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't find that that's a thing. And no. but Dungeons and Dragons was this really negative uh, connotation. And, yeah, and, and a lot of time, it I think is the Christianity because you're you're looking at the rise of the Christian right, like because evangelical Christians weren't involved in politics up until the mid seventies, and but they were still considered sort of like you guys are weird, go away. But Reagan, when he became president, a lot of the reason he got the nomination was by bringing right-wing evangelical Christians into the Republican fold. And so they got, remember the moral majority? Remember that term? Like these guys, like it's, I always call them the pearl-clutching mothers of America. I remember watching Drew Barrymore, remember the actress? She got involved in this. I remember her, them burning G.I. Joe toys in a bonfire. I remember being pissed off. He's like, I wanted that helicopter. And do you know how much those toys would have been worth if they're in their original Uh, Yeah, yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) What were they thinking? Yeah, I know. But like there's all this pearl-clutching around Dungeons & Dragons. And yet think of the movies we've done. Okay, the Dungeon Master, which they insist was influenced by D and D and Tron. I still think it was influenced by a drug habit, acid and acid ecstasy, and, ecstasy and, and poor life choices. <laughs> Labyrinth, yeah, that's a that's that's practically a D and D campaign. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think I mentioned that I knew someone in high school who based a D and D campaign. On oh Labyrinth. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Dark Crystal, eh, not so much. 
Still, what was the movie fantasy. we watched where they're in the caves and he keeps going back to the cave and then he's got to go do the little... Oh, that is Dungeon, that is Dungeon, Dungeon Master. Master yeah. That is Dungeon Master. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. The Cave of Nuclear something something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. But it um, is. And Dungeon... I mean, when we think of the 80s yeah, and I think of being a kid, there was no... There was video games. We didn't have them. There was... What we did was we got home from school... We got on our bikes, yeah. we rode to the local park or mm-hmm. the treed area, and we pretended we were these characters, yeah. and, and yeah. that's, I mean... Like, you grew up in a religious-ish kind of sort of family? Yep. Was D&D an issue? In the uh, satanic way? D- uh, D&D was encouraged. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, sorry. You, <laughs> my, you, you, my dad was a dungeon master. Oh. <laughs> okay, so... Dungeon <laughs> master daddy. That's kind of cool. Well, that is, yeah. I, I think I sent you a, a PDF of that. There, some ki- some guy out there was leading his five-year-old son through a campaign, and sometimes the wife would jump in. Yeah. And, of course, this kid thinks it's great. His daddy's telling him a story that he gets to make decisions in. And they made a simplified character for him. Awesome. Like, that's... Yeah amazing using letting people use their imaginations and encouraging it and we do it with my daughter so my daughter will read a book to my daughter Mm -hmm. or she'll pick up a book and say can i read this book and we're like sure she's three and a half and she'll say i don't know the words well what do you think Mm -hmm. the words are and she'll literally look at a picture and come up with a story and she'll tell us a story and the good thing about most books is usually the pictures relate to the story so she gets relatively close but building that ability to have some well, creativity. Creativity. Yeah, it flexes and, your mind. Yeah, it's, it is it is really cool. And that was always the thing I liked about D&D. Um, you know, I was a, I kind of sat somewhere in the middle between being a jock. I played a lot of sports and being a geek. I did drama and hung out with the music kids mm-hmm. and band and stuff like that. And I kind of was a, a chameleon in those two different communities. And D&D is kind of... A unicorn. More on the drama side. Um, but uh, I just, it, it, you know, maybe it was a... a thing that I did, I, I always really, really liked D&D. Up, like, even a few years ago, I was playing in a full campaign with my brother wow. every other Saturday. So it's a big part of our childhood. And yeah. it's... And you played as a kid? Yeah. Our, my The group my dad ran every, I don't know, a couple Saturdays a month, our parish priest was part of the group. Oh, like, really? Yeah. We never got What it. did he play? I can't remember. Was it a cleric? No. Oh. Was it a paladin? <laughs> I, I, I don't oh, remember. Yeah. I think he was. Yeah. I think it was more of a. Thief. Like, the, 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. The, I think the freak out about it was more of sort of um, a right wing evangelical. Like, I don't mean all evangelicals. Like, the sort of. The, the, it, it worked with the political right. It worked with the sort of. The way evangelicals approach religion, which, whatever, it's their thing. But I think it create it's sort of, it's a trigger point for them. And I, so I don't think it's really a Catholic thing because they know better. Like, was it even John Paul II that said, yeah, whatever, it's Harry Potter, enjoy. It's a game. Yeah. yeah, it's a game. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, some wanker recently, uh, yeah. I, I posted that, I posted that, uh, that article. The, the priest who's in charge of some private Catholic school, was it like Tallahassee or some, somewhere, somewhere Something. down south? Uh, had them throw the, uh, well, not throw, but well, maybe, who knows, remove but, Harry abandon. Potter yeah. Harry Potter from the library, because apparently, I didn't know this, if you say uh, of Avar Kedavra or whatever, you can <laughs> actually kill someone. He actually said, he consulted with some exorcists. So there's your first issue with this guy. He, he consulted with some quote-unquote exorcists who informed him that these were real, <sighs> these were real spells you could use on people. I've been doing the wrong thing for a little Yeah. Bit. That Ac- seems like you can make a lot of money. Accio gold coins. 
No. <laughs> why am I just learning this now? Yeah, I know. What are we, we're doing, why are we doing a podcast? We should be all casting spells on people. No fair. kidding, right? I was like, go to the bank. Accio, combination to the safe. You know, Accio, just money in my bank account. Yeah, no kidding. And, and this sort of fear, like I knew someone and she firmly believed, she's an older lady. She was old enough that this had been part of the panic. She would have been our age when this panic came out. And she found out that some students she knew were playing Dungeons and Dragons. And she freaked out. And I said, look, I've got the, at this point, I had like the, the 3.5, like D&D 3.5 player's handbook I bought and never used. Uh, I said, look, I'll bring this to you. You can flip through it. I promise you there's no spells in there. I said, oh no, I could never touch that book. I it would, like she, she honestly believed you could summon demons. And like, I tried to explain to her, I'm sure there's some wanker out there in the woods wandering around with a cloak trying to summon something. I promise you he's not using spreadsheets, a calculator and dice. They made a TV series about it. Stranger Things. Well, yeah. Oh, Stranger Things, that whole thing is based around Dungeons and Dragons. And in a fantastic series. Oh, yeah. That was it is fun. like literally my childhood in a TV series. Were you, were you so. also dragged to the Upside Down by a demigorgon? A few times, yeah. yeah. Life sucked you for weren't? me, huh? No, sorry. Oh. Um, but it's well, all about D&D, you know? Like yeah. it's, it, it, the whole thing is about it. But, you know, it, I think D&D, is, it's sort of this, like all these movies we're doing, like we're going to do it with Adam next week and I'm doing Conan the Barbarian. It's one of the few fantasy movies that came out of the 80s that is not Dungeons and Dragons based. Those books came out like in the 50s. Right. You know, Dark Crystal. That's not really D&D. It's, it's got a no. very... Uh, Kroll was very D&D. Oh. It was it was, it was was half-assed and phoned in a bit, but it, it was very <laughs> D&D. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when somebody doesn't take the time to learn D&D before they make the movie. Yeah, or consult someone. Around. Yeah, they're just trying yeah. to get some of the, right. the hey, this is a cash thing. grab or yeah. Yeah, it's a thing well, people are They were trying to create so. a fantasy, like yeah. the, the fantasy Star Wars, just like Nightbreed, which was a great movie. It's sort of a horror, but not quite. It was meant to be the horror Star Wars. In other words, a big trilogy of films that they could market toys and, and all of that. But, of course, that never works. Mm-hmm. Ever. Well, ever. You, even yeah. Indiana Jones, when he gets into some of these like uh, these mazes and stuff like that, where he's got to solve problems and put the sand very on D&D-ish. and run through. Very D&D-ish. And, I mean, I realize that it's very fantasy-ish more yeah. than anything. Well, those um, are fantasy movies. But I mean, the, the arc. Come on. I mean, the well, I, Holy Grail, the... Uh, and this, I mean, this—I yeah. was the, I just watched this cartoon for the first time, yeah. Uh, and and I feel that it was actually a pretty neat cartoon. And when you, I think about campaigns and Knights yep. of D and D to encompass something into twenty minutes, that kind of what they did. The difference yeah. is, is I think your very first day when you're a level one thief dealing with a five headed dragon is typically a dungeon master <laughs> mistake. Yeah. Um, but at least it didn't wipe them out instantly like it probably would have in a real. I campaign. don't think he's. Started them at level one though. Like they look very acro- level one. Acrobats of specialization though. Yeah, and they had those super powerful weapons. Like they, they had the magic, magic weapons. weapons. So that much helped. of the cartoon is that the, those weapons that they have, like the ranger right. has this kick-ass bow and all that sort of thing. They make a big deal in the cartoon that these weapons are way overpowered for these characters. Right. Yeah. That's actually well, I, a running theme that Venger wants these weapons because they're the most powerful weapons of their sort. But I think part of the issue is is when you're creating a kids' cartoon around mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. You can't have these super elaborate, no, adult-like characters. Can't show the grinding. They have to no. be, yeah, well, and they have to be goofy and, and young and And the silly relatable. humor. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at it, like, as opposed to the panic, what it actually was, you know, like, they warn you, you, you will know Venger in his current form by his white hair. And, of course, it's obvious they meet Merlin, who is bald, but he has a white 
a, a white pet bunny. A white pet bunny. Which he makes reference to, like, to white hair, not a white rabbit. Yeah. And and even you called it out the minute you saw the rabbit. Oh, it's a white hair. But that's the point, right? Like, it was D&D, and, and it was about solving problems. It wasn't just about kicking ass. Yeah. G.I. Joe was always just about kicking ass, and Transformers was about kicking ass. Like, they're stories about defeating yeah. the enemy. Mm. They're both stories about wars between two factions. Yep. This is all about how clever you are. No Fair one enough. won. No one won by being violent. Not once in that show, in that in that episode where they they go to Merlin's castle, they they trick Tiamat into a pit. All yeah, you know, they find it's all spells. tricks and, yeah. and puzzles and yeah. yeah, which is a lot of what D and D is. I mean, there's fighting and stuff like that, but a lot of a good DM has you solving problems and seeing stuff that's in plain sight and. I'm going to search the room for secret passages. I'm going to search for treasure. I'm going to, you yeah. know, that, are, doing are that there stuff, traps? So. Are there? Yeah. 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 Oh, before I open this chest, I'm going to get my thief to check for. So yeah, really, really actually yeah. neat cartoon. It almost makes me want to watch 26 more episodes. Well, you know, but apparently I can. You can. I don't have to wait till Saturday. That's true. Well, yeah, you don't. Uh, you could, you can get them all at once. Stream conveniently from a DVD player. But yeah, it's, you know. This isn't again. This isn't strictly a movie, but it's so. It, it, the influences of Dungeons and Dragons on the movies we see, it's pretty profound. I mean, and, and it all it doesn't all come from D and D, but D and D itself was pulling on ideas like, what if we tell a story, and make the characters, part, or make the players participate? Like, did you guys ever read uh, Choose Your Own Adventure? Oh, of course. oh yeah, yeah. Like those were those came out of the seventies and eighties. I mean, I never liked them. For me, I actually still have them. Where are they? The time machine novels. That's actually what got me interested in history so much so that I have a degree in it now. It was essentially a choose-your-own-adventure, but based around a particular point in history. So one of them was, find... The, there's one on the American Revolution. It's, find the, the the musket that fired the shot that was heard around the world. Which, of course, is a euphemism about the first battle of the American Revolution. There was no shot heard around the world. It's a saying. But here you actually have to find the first musket fired in that battle. Hmm. There's another one for dinosaurs. There's another one for pirates. There was a really good one for World War II. And anytime they did one in the modern era, they sh- or, you know, era where there are photographs, they would include photographs in the book. Hmm. But it was choose your own adventure. It's the same sort of thing. It's like, and in none of those is violence ever the answer. Like in any of those choose your own adventures, it's always something else. Or usually something else. You look like you disagree. I'm just trying to remember. I'm actually rereading one of them in my head right now. <laughs> they're neat. I mean, they're, they're... I didn't have that series. I had. Uh, d- Dungeons and Dragons based ones. Oh, okay. Um, it was purple. Yeah, well, there was plenty of them, and there was a really yeah. great one called uh, "Escape from the Castle of From," which was four episode, uh, like four books. And it, the first one, you start off somewhere in the castle, and the idea is escape the castle. And it was a, but it was a choose your own adventure, and they got you involved in this, this immense, like this detailed castle with all of its lore and all of these characters, and it told a story in a choose your own adventure way, and. You had to find your way through the story. You could very well wind up reading the same, going back and oh. back and back. But at the end of the fourth book, you walked out of that castle having accomplished something. Well, and yeah. now, how many video games are there that are RPGs? Oh, of course. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's huge. And I remember one of the first ones we played is one of my favorite D&D games ever was Pools of Darkness. Mm-hmm. And it was actually build a characters. Wasn't and there Pools was, of Radiance? Uh, Pools of Darkness is was another trilogy. one. Yeah, oh, okay. Three, yeah. Um, and probably one of the best D&D games I've ever played. And yeah. since then, I've tried to find, you know, I played Skyrim. I played, you know, some of these other RPGs, Fable, um, which are great. But they're, but not they're the just, thing. they're not the same thing. They're not the, you know, some of the original Final Fantasies where you had your six-person campaign party, party yeah, and yeah. you went around and fought through the world. 
uh, or it wasn't even always fighting. It was solving problems and doing that stuff was awesome. Like for that. me, World of Warcraft came the closest. Yeah. Oh yeah. The problem is that you're you're following their story and you have no choice. That's that's my one beef with. I mean, I played that game for yeah. ten years, but yeah. I, I played Star Wars I, Galaxies. Jesus, my character right there in the corner. Um, I played Star Wars Galaxies, and yeah. then World of Warcraft was coming out, and. Uh, there was a group of about 10 of us at work that played Star Wars Galaxies mm-hmm. together in the same gala, whatever we did yeah. that. And then World of Warcraft came out and I'm pretty sure the option was stay married or play World of Warcraft because like this was <laughs> yep. a, this yep. was yep. a heard life, that story a, few times. Yep. a life consuming thing. Like, oh, it was a job. Would, it was a part-time job. I would play Star Wars Galaxies until two o'clock in the morning and I would go to bed and I would wake up to go to work and I would set all my stuff to work while I was at work and I would come home and, I, and all the time it's all we did was play and play and play. Oh yeah, for me I, World I, of Warcraft would have been the same. Yeah, see I played Galaxies for a month and then got in the beta for World of Warcraft one. Oh my god, this thing is amazing and that was that and it was seven years of my life I and mean, that was a, it was a part-time job that was 20 hours a week yeah. but yeah, the whole idea of just exploring this world and digging into the lore if you're looking for a game like that I was actually playing this last night it's called uh, Divinity Original Sin it, it, you can get it for twenty bucks on Steam, oh, and, yeah. it, and it's that sort of game. Baldur's Gate was another really good Baldur's oh, Gate. Yeah. This they're PC making by the way. By the way, they're yeah. making Baldur's Gate three for PC. PC. Oh, for PC. I'm sure they have like controller versions of it because I know with Divinity Original Sin, I've never found one for Baldur's Gate. I've, I've, I've never found a console version of, of of Baldur's Gate ever. Oh no, no, not those. But uh, that sort of game, there are ones that they oh, do sure, make yeah. for consoles. Oh yeah. Like I know with Divinity Original Sin, it gives me the option of of using a controller. I mean. Christ, why would you? But someone out there, I guess. But th- those games do exist. Mm-hmm. But I here's enough time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't have a wife or kids, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh wait, mm-hmm. that you know. <laughs> I, well, I don't drink, so <laughs> <laughs> it's Merlin again. God damn this Merlin! <laughs> yeah, he's, he I've never up met ever. my wife and kids. Sorry, is Merlin your husband or is he? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a wife and kid I've, I've never, never met. met. Yeah, <laughs> been there. No. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, Keith, he's, he's, he's joking. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> She's not. It's, it's, it's Top Gun. We're, we're, we're making fun of Top Gun. Right, again, absolutely. Oh, yeah, so. Merlin. Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys are so ahead of me today. Uh, That's okay. There's coffee. That is hilarious. Though. But, yeah, it's, you know, but it is, it is kind of neat. Like, in the 80s, Dungeons and Dragons was a bad thing. It was uncool. I asked my coworker. I said, "Did you? Because you played Dungeons and Dragons since the beginning. And I said, did you, t- did you talk to people about Dun- Dungeons and Dragons? It's no. Outside of your group of players? That's something you talked about with the jock in the in the desk next next to you, because that was death for a guy. For a girl, I imagine that would have been social suicide. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because I didn't have enough of that going on already. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 got, I got a lot of blank looks. Yeah, but it, it certainly we're, we're going to go sit over there now. Yeah, this is what the nerds played. Like <laughs> I like I didn't play Dungeons and Dragons, but in high school I played BattleTech. I was, I, was, I was almost sure you were going to say magic, but that probably wouldn't have been around. Oh, wasn't no, thing I, I learned about magic when I did basic training the first time. I came home and everyone was playing it. That's 94? 94, 94 yeah. yeah. With Actually, my, remember, my troop commander is the current minister of national defense, uh, Sajin. So I hope he's nicer now than he was back then because he was a wanker. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm getting shut down by the Canadian government. Awesome. No, I played Battletech, which is like a, a hex-based war game BattleTech is about these big giant robots called battle mechs right yeah, and a pilot is a mech warrior and mech a warrior about it that wasn't great oh the, no that was called RoboJocks, and that was embarrassing that was that had nothing to do it, with did, it, it doesn't count it, it was also a shite film like just bad but mech warrior was the pen and paper rpg and i played that in high school and in university with this small group we used to but to give you an example we called ourselves as a joke the social vacuum club 
Because our social lives were in a vacuum. There was nothing. Because the minute you admitted to playing RPGs, you were done. Outside of that group. Outside of that group. Well, and I, I like I said, being a chameleon between the two, because I played a lot of sports, mm-hmm. I had no problem talking about it. I've never had any problem talking about this is who I am. Yeah, put but it you on had the chalk and, cred. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I, I never was, I was never one-sided either yeah. way. And You're, yeah. like I said, unicorn. Yeah. I, n- I never hid who I was either. I didn't, I didn't care. I was thinking about this the other day. I used to wear these Star Trek pins on my, in grade nine, I did that. And of course it caused me no end of social grief. But at that point it was, I think eight and nine, I did it. It was a fuck you. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was. Take it, take it or leave it. This is me. Yeah. And that's what it was. And and as it turns out, most people just left it, but. Well, uh, yeah. Certainly all the girls did. (laughs) But it was like, it was just, it was social suicide to be a a Trekkie, to play video games. Uh, to Dungeons and Dragons would have been death. These days, it is the cool thing to do. I mean, big actors, and some of them long gone, like Matthew Lillard, who was super popular in the 90s, he plays D&D. I mean, you, you go online, you can watch on YouTube or on Twitch or on podcast form any number of just people sitting and playing. You know, It doesn't seem like that would be that fun to watch. You I'd know, rather I, play. <laughs> I, I listened to... My kid does. My my kid watches uh, walkthroughs on YouTube. Crazy well, of of D and D like live sessions. No, like of of the video games. He, oh yeah, that's he, a... he played. And he, I don't get oh, it. Oh, like you just go play the, the whole, damn game. Yeah, I, the I, whole market is like the the booby girls that play and well, like, yeah, get the, all the money and all these people that play video games and like I was never the guy and there was three of us in our family so <laughs> someone was always watching. I was yeah. never the guy that wanted to watch somebody to play it, video yeah. games. It's yeah. but it's a thing. Crazy. I know it's a thing. I mean, it's look a at huge, these guys like PewDiePie and, and guys like this who make yeah. million who are millionaires a dozen two dozen three dozen times over these people watch and mostly they're watching for their reaction and that sort of thing yeah like when i decided i was getting into DD, uh, which came out of a kickstarter for a game a system called tailspire which essentially is minis with a dice and all that but in computer form and i thought it's time to take the leap so i started looking for live play podcasts and the one i came down on was uh, acquisitions incorporated these are the guys who do the uh, penny arcade webcomic and they play that's a good choice yeah and it was fascinating listening to them do this heist in a dwarven vault. I only listened to the first dozen episodes or so, but it was all about them sne- not sneaking, but but uh, bluffing their way into a, a vault and trying to steal something out of it, I think is what it was. And then I sort of gave up on it because I'd heard what I needed to, but it was fascinating because all they do is they put you know, some microphones in the middle of the table and they play Dungeons and Dragons for three hours at a time. And it was amazing. Now it's the cool thing. But you know what the funny thing is? They've never done a good Dungeons and Dragons movie. There've been like five of them. Lord of the Rings. Well, no, I mean like actual Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, no, and I mean Lord of the Rings is also decades older. Lord of the Rings was written during the Second World War, right? If, one of the greatest yeah, movies of all. If you actually want to get into the argument of where D and D started, I, the, well, yeah. I would pose a good, oh yeah, a good vote for uh, for the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, that, and 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 like you said, Gary Gygax or however. Gygax, yeah. Um, um, but the one thing they did was they took the books and made an amazing trilogy or amazing movie. I, I oh always yeah, say the movies are great. It's not a trilogy; yeah. it's one movie it, it was in three films. It's one book, right? Right. It's, it's yeah. Lord of the Rings is a book, um, but the only reason they were printed in three is because there was a paper shortage in the fifties. Yeah. So they but, could, you know. Well, and it's funny because you know as we were talking before we started here, Dragonlance and the Chronicles. So yeah. uh, one of the first D and D books or RPG books I've ever read is. Uh, Dragonlance Chronicles, mm. and, and it's a good starting point for that series. I think there's mm. 56 books in the series. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's tons of them. Um, and uh, 
it's a good start because it sort of introduced you to the characters really well. But it really, really plays out like somebody's campaign. Mm-hmm. They played, they went home, they wrote about it. They played, they went home and wrote yeah. about it. And we always said growing up that if somebody turned this into a novel or into yeah. a movie, mm-hmm. they could really encompass that D&D thing and it could be really, really cool. Well, and that's what Dungeon Master a, was. Dragonlance actually did a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, there was, there was a cartoon. It was a cartoon there. movie that wasn't good. Yeah. Um, but well, the Dungeons and Dragons movie had more, was a Damon Wayans and uh, uh, it's just never been taken seriously yeah, no, no. in the hall. That's the problem is nobody's ever, no producer or no writer has ever gotten behind Dungeons and Dragons and said, "I'm going to write a movie that is going to be a blockbuster and, and do it right and, and do it right and, and keep it consistent." Yeah, and, they've yeah. never done that, and I, it could be because there would probably be an insane amount of uh, CG or uh, That's cost the, to I'm it. I'm sorry, have you seen Avengers Endgame? See, yeah. it might as well, they might as well not have had the actors. But then they can jump on to, the thing about that is they're going to sell because it's Marvel or... Oh, yeah. I don't know which one. But in this Avengers day, is, but, but in, it's Marvel. But in, in this day and age, like I said, Dungeons & Dragons is cool. And, Getting cooler. You know, but, but, there are, but strangely enough, there are very few movies that use the Dungeons & Dragons campaign model, whereas we've done several movies. Again, Dungeon Master, Labyrinth, Krull. Even believe it. I mean, obviously, it has no influence. But if, if you even you could you could make an entire D and D campaign around a fantasy version of the gods must be crazy, or a crocodile yeah, totally. Dundee, yeah. any story, hmm? or a crocodile Dundee. Um, you could you're sort a of character in the backcountry and you got to survive. Like it's yeah, Survivor is a little RPG well, I mean, I, like TV I mean, series Survivor. Like there's everything can kind of relate back to this fantasy of if you were in this situation, what, what you, do you decide? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like the next movie we're going to watch, which is Bloodsport. That would be on the sort of the punchy side of things. Right. Hack and slash campaign. Yeah. You go into this room, you take out this character. Then you can advance to the next I'm going room. to do the splits and punch him. Uppercut to the nuts. That's the move. Roll. Oh, uh, natural one. I <laughs> oh, did the split. Punch yourself in the nuts. I did the splits and I <laughs> tore my groin. <laughs> and now I'm laying on the ground. And if you roll a 20, you what? Like you drive through and like knock yeah. his eyeballs out of their socket? Well, and, then little... it, and then it turns into uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. Finish him. <laughs> natural 20s yeah. and impale on the fist. <laughs> anyway. No, that's a different movie now. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, those are very different films. That's, yeah, that's, uh, it's not that all the stuff is based on Dungeons and Dragons, though. You know, clearly Labyrinth and, and certainly Dungeon Master were. It's that Dungeons and Dragons is so flexible. Totally is. Yeah. Tell a story. Make decisions. Make decisions, well, and I'll tell you a little more. Yeah. Harry Potter is. It borrows from the world. Yeah, but that's the problem well, with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like the article, but that's from that's, that's also written at the same time as Lord of the Rings. That's, that's from the 50s. That's right. But again, like a lot of this stuff kind of relates back to it. So, uh, what's called Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe? Those the Narnia novels. Narnia. They also had a, a, a sort of a, a thick undercoating of. Of Christianity, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, well, he did that on purpose. Yeah, no, I was very, very Christian. Yeah, because yeah, because he was uh, the, the author was very religious and he wanted that in there. But he was a buddy of yeah. Tolkien. They were yeah, buddies, it was the same right? era. Yeah, you know, so so they borrowed from the same mythology. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, awesome. Tolkien. He wanted to create England's own mythology because the Nor because Arthur and all them they're 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 very Norman myths, very French myths. Uh, Arthur and the Knight, those aren't really British. He wanted to create a British mythology. Right. But Lord, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, like every other goddamn fantasy since then, has stolen from Tolkien. Dungeons and Dragons codified it, though. Yep. Tiamat, the bad guy in this cartoon, this multi-headed dragon, they are just about to put out, I think it's called The Tyranny of Dragons. It's a D&D book. And on the front cover is Tiamat. Do you have a monster manual there? No. Oh. I um, think, I could be wrong. It's 
it's been a long time. I think Tiamat was in the Monster Manual. He is. I think he's in his own. I, I isn't it a she actually? She yeah yeah yeah. But all these things like they're they're all still in there. Like that's the neat thing of watching. You know, I haven't seen this cartoon in about a year. I watched. I went through all of them last year, all twenty seven. And now that I'm a little more familiar with D and D, like oh my god, someone like whoever wrote this played the game. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Good, well done. Like they played the game. It's a little goofy, but again, when you have it's to, for kids. You it's have to it's do for it little for kids. kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What I found is that this cartoon took. It does something that the movies never did. The D and D actual branded movies never did. It takes itself seriously. Yeah, it cared about the details. Yeah. There's a yeah. campaign there. There's something happening, and it's a story being told, which is what D and D is. And yeah, these and you know it's not always perfect. You make goofy yeah. decisions or you whatever, and that's what happened. So does he, does your your guy play D and D at all? Your little guy? Um, no, no, he doesn't have no, no. Fair he's, enough. He's not ready. Not ready. And will you teach your girls? D&D one day, do you think? Uh, I, no. Really? I, I will if they're interested. Oh, okay. I'm all about exposure when it comes to yeah. the girls. I want to sports, uh, drama, expose my daughters, like play video games. Yeah. What do you think of video games? Play D&D. What do you think of D&D? Play this. Everything. Yeah. Because the one thing that I've felt is made me very successful in my life um, when it comes to my social well-being, my personal well-being is I, I am a chameleon. So when it comes to the things like this, I, I'd love them to play D and I'd love them to play, you know, we play a lot of board games with my brothers yeah. and, and stuff like that. And I want them to have that exposure, make their own decision of what they want to do. And I, I mean, I would love to play in a campaign with my kids, D and There's a guy out there who, who does it one-on-one with his son. And my, I mean, my daughter has a fantastic little imagination. I think she would really enjoy it. So, yeah, so it's kind of a neat little discussion and now let's go do some movies. Yep. All right. We'll be back. <laughs>